What time is it? How can brand ambassadors like us, who don't have a huge social following, who don't want to use pushy sales tactics, how do we build a meaningful community, share our favorite brands, and make money all at the same time? My name is Tyson Gunter, and this is the podcast for fitness ambassadors. I'm running a small startup called Black Label Supplements, and I'm on a mission to find the best advice to help current and interested fitness brand ambassadors succeed. Let's go. It's Rockwell time. Um, today, I am wearing my, my orange Rockwell Coliseum watch, and that is because it's awesome, but also I'm chatting with, with Rich Eggett, who is owner and founder of Rockwell Watches. Uh, Rich is also, um, he also owns Rockwell CrossFit in Bountiful or Woods Cross area, Utah. And he was a college wrestler at BYU. I'm, I'm a big BYU fan. Um, so that's awesome. And he considers himself a brand builder uh, as opposed to an entrepreneur. And he has a community of, of has built a community of over um, 84,000 people on Instagram, which is, which is really cool and probably a way bigger community offline than online. Uh, how's it going, Rich? Thanks for joining me. Great, great. How you doing, Tyson? Uh, doing well. Um, very excited to to chat with you. And I've I've watched some of your or listened to some of your podcasts and things that you've done, and um, you got some awesome stories that I think can benefit uh, not only me as as a I guess as a you call it a brand builder, but also um, our brand ambassadors that we're trying to help become more successful ambassadors by building their communities. Yeah. So I want to start with um, you. So you, you wrestled at BYU. Uh, so you're obviously very uh, um, versed in the fitness and athletics and stuff after BYU. What, what did you do? Cause you started Rockwell a little later. What was your kind of in between there, man? I've done a lot of things. And, and, and let me just tell you one thing about, the, the Rockwell CrossFit. So I actually don't own the business of the gym. I own the gym and the property and the equipment. And I've found as, as long as we're talking about community and brand building is getting great people to, uh, to run it. And the actual business of the gym is uh, Mandy Janowitz and Ariel Falloon. And, uh, you know, Mandy was a, she was a, a games CrossFit uh, champion with the, with the team. And she's been an individual athlete and Ariel was uh, played sports in, in high school. And, uh, and so those two have, have taken over the ownership of the business and it's been so great because I've been able to build a great facility that they then take and uh, and through the facility and their business, we build a great community. So just a uh, clarification on that. So uh, um, I appreciate. Yeah. And then uh, so, yeah, after I go into kind of your question. So after I got done wrestling, I was a student assistant and then part-time faculty at BYU coaching under Mark Schultz, which was, which was an incredible experience. And uh, I learned a lot from Mark. In fact, in, when I meet people, I write down lessons learned from, uh, from them. And, uh, and I can tell you some of the greatest lessons uh, I have a whole page of notes that are just lessons learned from Mark Schultz. And he has some of the greatest, some of the greatest sayings and some of the greatest lessons that, uh, 
that it, it just served me well through everything that, uh, that I've been able to do. And so I, I really enjoyed, um, coaching and wrestling under Mark. And then, and then also before him, Alan Albright was, was great. So, um, Mark, Mark taught, taught me a lot that I've taken in. I mean, just some of the few things, uh, Mark said one thing that stuck with me, he said, I did the most what I hated the most. So in order to become a champion, he, he did what he hated the most, the most. And with him, that was running, that was the conditioning. So he did that to become the most conditioned athlete, uh, and able to become a world and an Olympic champion. A uh, couple other great things I learned from Mark. He, he'd always say, look, bottom line is words never won a match. They, you never win a match with words. And, uh, and he was very, very into if he was going to speak or say something it was worth it because he he thought and one of the things he would teach us was remaining silent makes people uncomfortable if Mm -hmm. uh if you're if you can be silent longer than they can be in negotiations or business or anything it, it a lot of people don't like silence and mark was big into if he was going to speak then uh it was important so i i liked a lot of that that i that i learned uh from from him and even on his attacks, even on his, he would always tell us it was critical to find moves that would not only score and counter, but would also conserve energy and waste your opponents. So he had all of these things that the wrestling world transitioned into business for, for me. So I love that about Mark. And that was a, that was a fun time. Um, and so after I left BYU, after uh, we lost the program and I knew we were losing the program, uh, I went into the oil and gas world and I was in the oil and gas world for quite some time. And from the oil and gas world that transitioned into, um, we used to take, I'm not a big golfer. And so we used to take our clients out to extreme snowmobile tours. We would do different things with them instead of taking them golfing. We found different, uh, avenues to be together and to create camaraderie and to reward our clients and friends and people we worked with. So, through that sounds like I need to be one of your clients. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was actually a great time. We had a we had a great time, and and through that we started. Uh, um, when I left the oil and gas world, because we had taken people out on snowmobile tours, and and we had done that, and I was into motorcycles. We I started a a motorcycle shop and a rental business, and and that turned into my brother and I buying the Bear River Lodge, which was um, up in the Uinta Mountains, and we ran snowmobile tours and. That turned into, uh, I, I left there. My brother still owns the Bear River Lodge, which is a, which is a great place. And we still use it for, for business and, and, uh, retreats and tours and our Christmas parties. And then I went more into the motorcycle world with, uh, Honda shops, Suzuki shops and, and more rental shops. And that, that turned into owning a supercross team and starting a brand. And then that brand, transitioning into Rockwell and that's uh that's how I got that's how I got here with uh with Rockwell awesome and I'm sure there's and, and I've heard some of the great stories that you've told through those different experiences but there's there's one thing that it seems like you've been you know extremely good at and that's building a community building really great relationships to be able to because I mean you look at the world especially I don't know when you were going through all of this how how it was but there's so much competition out there and there's so many people that fail at trying to build their business. And 
the lessons you learned from your wrestling coach that translated into business probably were, were part of that success. Yeah, I believe. And it's also really defining what success is to you and, and being, being able to, to define what, what is your success? Is it a dollar amount? I remember talking to someone once and, and they, and I was asking him a question for a college class and it was, what is success? And his idea of success was very, he had it down to a science and it was, I want to drive at the time, you know, this was when I was in college over 25 years ago. So it was, uh, he wanted to, wear a $10,000 watch, drive a $70,000 car, live in a million dollar home. Everything was tied to a value of money. And it's interesting that I still know him, um, you know, 25 years later and he's achieved most of that and lost it and gained it. And it hasn't become as important. And so, you know, it, it was interesting because I followed that and really, success is is how you define it to some people it's a certain dollar amount to others it's a certain lifestyle and so the first thing to success for me was figuring out what it was and for for me it's it's a lifestyle it's relationships it's how i have uh different relationships and building a community is really about authenticity and and sincerity if you if you don't if you're not authentic people can smell that people know if you're fake people know if you genuinely care about them and and the people that aren't uh, that don't stick around or aren't in your life or if you're afraid you're going to get taken advantage of then that it's never going to work it's going to be difficult to build a good community because you're going to lose people people are going to stab you in the back people are going to uh, believe you're fake. People are going to think what they want. And so it's so, I think, important to be authentic and to treat everyone as if they were going to be your friend from life while knowing that some of them won't be. And, you know, at least if they stab you in the back, hopefully you get a great knife out of it. And uh, and that's, that's, <laughs> like that's that. kind of the, the way we built our community is we work with people we want to work with, the people that, that bring more joy to you know life's difficult life's hard enough so why why take time and effort on people that are going to make it more difficult and don't care about you and it takes me a long time to figure that out sometimes i'm i'm with people much too uh much too long till i figure out man they're not great for our community or for me personally and but i believe i'd rather give someone 10 chances and then know it's not right than than give up on them right away but but I think the key to a good community is authenticity and being, being genuine. Yeah. And, and I think um, from a story that you told going down into the, the brand or I guess the community building um, stuff, a story you told about how you got involved in Supercross initially, you obviously, you were a fan of it. And then you met this guy from Utah living in a van or staying in a van eating junky food at a race right is that am i yeah, remembering yeah, that right a, yeah that's oh, i wanted to chris papworth uh, i mean he like, changed the trajectory of my of my business and my and what i did just from from uh him following his dreams it allowed me to get in and uh and we started a supercross team i mean i mean really that and that 
probably has had a hand in it had a hand in starting our brands and starting everything else and so you know being once again being authentic and being genuine and just it 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 leads to so much more you know that people throw around the word karma and i and look i i don't believe a hundred percent that good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people because i've seen it both ways i've seen seen bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people but I believe if you're trying to be genuine and trying to do what's right and trying to uh, give back to others, most of the time that it comes back to you. And, and even in the end, it, it'll, it'll always come back to you. Doing the right thing is, is never the wrong choice. And so, so yeah, by, by working with Chris and doing that, uh, man, he's had an effect on everything we've done in our business. And it was fun to watch him live his dream and succeed and, and do some great things. So, so yeah, that was a, yeah. And that, and through that, we, uh, we didn't reach out to the greatest racers in the world until later, until some of them liked our watches and did stuff with us, but we were pretty authentic and, and core with our group of what they call in the supercross world privateers. And that was fun mm-hmm. to watch them succeed. Yeah, that is, that's really fun. And, and I, I wanted to, to bring this part up and ask you, and maybe I'm, I'm, not following the story correctly so you meet this guy he's in a van you help him out because you want to see him succeed a little bit at a race and then that turns into a partnership now is that where you got the idea of hey let's let's start a watch company let's sell watches at races and build a brand or am i am i confused no actually we tried to find a way to pay for the race team and it was a thing called bike sellers uh with the z and that uh we were going to compete with cycle trader and auto trader. And, you know, that was going to be our big thing. We had a website where people could go list their own vehicles and they'd pay to list on it. And that's what we thought our, our, that was our going to be our, our business. And that's the Supercross team was a way to market that we thought it was the right crowd. We thought it was the right place to be. What was interesting is on our bike sellers logo, there was a little crown and we ended up selling more t-shirts and we ended up, being more involved with, with moving with bike sellers, becoming a brand and not the business model that, uh, that, that became a passion. And that, that became what we were excited about. Uh, we had a lot of, we had hats and shirts and we knew that bike sellers wasn't a cool brand name. So we took the crown that was part of the logo and figured out, we had a bunch of names that maybe could work and there we had castle and, and King and different things. And then kingdom kind of was the one we settled on. And so we started a t-shirt brand called kingdom, which led us to the path of learning about brands and learning how to build a brand and how to work with ambassadors and sponsors and different, uh, different people to help us to create a kind of a movement with the brand and a lifestyle and that's what got us into brand building was was by mistake. We we wanted to be uh, an internet uh, selling tool for people with uh, with with motorcycles and ATVs. We wanted to compete with Cycle Trader, and that didn't work. But it led us into kind of a love for branding and building. Uh, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, a lot of times I talk about the builder poem and just building, and, and I love to build and yeah. building a brand is just so much fun. Just building something from nothing and doing it with your friends and, and seeing people wear it and enjoy it and, and use the product. So, so that's how, that's how we 
came uh, to be a brand was was almost by accident. We were trying to be something else, and and Jason Anderson, who owns uh, Fizz Drinks right now, he was the one who created our our logo for bike sellers, and he threw a crown in it, and crown became the the uh, the part of kingdom that then became part of. Uh, through that, it eventually led us into Rockwell. Man, that's that's so cool. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, and I, for for myself and our our other ambassadors listening, I think it's a good, uh, I guess, quantifier. A few episodes before in in my podcast here, I talked about like discipline and consistency, but then also finding that point where if something's not worked, you also have to be able to pivot. And so, you know, and, and we don't know, I, or at least I don't, I don't know what that point is, but at some point you have to decide, okay, we have to pivot. And you obviously found that point and were able to pivot at the right time or close to the right time to make it work. Yeah, I, I it's interesting. I, I Look, I'm not a big Darwin fan, but uh, yesterday I saw a quote by Darwin that said something to the effect of it's not the strongest of the species or the most intelligent of the species that survive. It's the one that's able to adapt. And I thought, man, for, for all the things I don't like about that guy, that's amazing. That's uh, you could say that about business. It's not the most mm-hmm. well-funded. It's not the best product. It's not the best. It's, it's the one that can adapt. It's can you, can you overcome the difficulties or can you adapt? You know, we, we took the brand, we took a, an internet based uh, company that, that totally was, didn't have a product. It was only, you listed your product. We were, we were a broker almost to help you find customers to buy your motorcycle or ATV or UTV into a small part of the logo turning into a brand, which then turned into another brand and it was adaptability. And I think with us, even to this day, you know, we've had to adapt. We, we lost people along the way that were important to us. And we, we've had to, to just continue to adapt. And I think adapting with, uh, with comfort and that's the, that's the key. Are you comfortable to, to be able to adapt? It, what's happening today probably won't be happening tomorrow. And you may have to find a different way to sell, a different way to uh, produce, a different way, to, uh, even different products. So adaptability, I think, is is a key to, to longevity. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that insight. Um, so from day one, once you once you got to the Rockwell point when you're like, OK, we're going to do watches, you obviously had built a couple successful or a successful t-shirt brand. Um, what did you do on day one? Was it continue to sell at Supercross races and then build from there? Was it you got brand ambassadors? Did you run ads? Like what was the the specific, and there probably was a lot, but what, what in your mind was the specific thing that you're saying, okay, we're going to jump into this industry that is like so a red ocean, you know, a red ocean of watches, but we're going to do it different and we're going to do it better. Yeah. We, uh, you know, the one part is that we never had a successful t-shirt brand. We pushed and pushed and it, and we had a few successes, but it was, you know, everybody with two nickels to rub together starts a t-shirt brand. And, and mm-hmm. we, you know, we had some successes and we did all right. And we did some cool things. And, and I had a partner in it, Marcus wing who, who uh, went on to create a, 
a great um, uh, promo company with, he does, he's a DJ and he does events and he does marketing and he, he, he was great at building the, uh, the brand and community. He, he was phenomenal. He had these parties in our airplane hangar called the hangar parties and he did stuff to to bring people and he people wanted to be part of it and so we did have successes and i think the lessons we learned helped him to parlay into his his business as an event company and and it it helped us to understand kind of some marketing into watches and when we started the watch company um yeah we didn't we thought we'd go into dealers we didn't we didn't know the, you know, we really didn't know what we were doing. We were going to sell at the Supercross and events and try to get into dealers and try to figure it out. And it took us some time to figure out what to do. In fact, we would give away about 10 watches to selling one at the beginning. And I knew everybody who had a Rockwell watch and I, I, I knew where they got it, how much they paid. I knew every person in the country who, who had one and yeah, sounds yeah. familiar. That's yeah, where, you know where that is. And I remember the first time I was in Indiana at uh, at a MotoGP race there. That um, at the Indianapolis Speedway, it's a great place. I, I was there by myself, tr- just representing our brand and pushing it, and uh, working with the Rockwell Training Facility in California. And the, I saw a guy wearing our watch, and I went up to him like I thought, oh, I must know him, but I didn't. And I was trying to think, how do I know this guy? And so I went up like, hey, hey, where'd you get your your Rockwell? And he's like, well, uh, he looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, I bought it, and I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> where, where, who, who'd you buy it from? He's like, why? I'm like, well, I'm just wondering if I know him. He's like, what do you mean if you know him? He's like, I, I bought it online, and I'm like, no way. I'm like, well, who do you know? He's like, I don't know anybody. And I remember that was the first time I'm like, oh my gosh, someone just bought our product that I don't know, that doesn't know us, doesn't know somebody who knows this. He just got online and bought the product. And it was the, to me, it was the coolest thing I'd ever imagined that people were actually going to go out and buy our product that didn't know somebody there, that didn't get a 60% off deal, or he just liked it. And he's like, yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorite watches. And man, I was so happy that somebody was out there that, that just bought it because they liked it. And that was kind of a, that was something that was needed at that time because man, I thought we were only going to sell to people we knew at great deals for the rest of our lives. And it was fun to know that people, man, they like it and they want it. And we, we put a lot of heart and soul into making the product and, and to make something that we liked and that we thought would uh, other people would like as well. But it was that turning point was really when we found out, Hey, people buy this product because they like it. And that's, that's really encouraging for me. Cause like I say, we're in that same boat here at black label supplements. And I know because we're working with a lot of smaller ambassadors that want to build a fitness community, but they might only have, you know, a couple hundred followers, or if they're an offline and they're a personal trainer, they might only have a couple clients and they're just like, how do I compete in this market? So, so what you just shared was, was really inspiring, inspiring. I appreciate that. Um, so when you, when you had that happen, you know, it, it got, gave you a, a new sense of, I guess, motivation. Did you continue to go all in with, with your partnerships? Um, or did you start like buying ads? Like what was your, I guess once you got past the giving watches out for free or really and, and we never it, called it. 
Yeah, I never called it giving watches out. We, I, I hated it when people said, oh, we gave this away. So I would actually call it placing a watch. And we tried to make a determination. Mm. Hey, are we going to place this watch with someone? And what will it do us? And we always made sure we got something back when we placed something, even if it was only a picture. I'm not big into contracts and having guys sign 10-page contracts to be ambassadors. I don't like to pay people to be an ambassador. I love it if they can make money. If, they, if their goal is to make money, then I love finding a way that we can both make money on the deal. If their goal is to have some killer product and just come to killer events and do stuff with us, we make that work. So um, I was always about, I never wanted to pay anyone to like our brand. If they didn't like it, they didn't like it. If they loved it, they mm -hmm. loved it. And so we worked with friends and we became friends with people that, uh, that were our ambassadors. And even if they had a hundred followers, sometimes the people with 200 followers sold more than the person with a million. I mean, we did a watch for Michael Jordan and his race team. And, and I became great friends with his attorney who's still one of my best friends to this day. And, but having the Michael Jordan watch didn't sell us a million watches even though he's the most famous athlete of all time, it just, it wasn't, he has so many other projects. It was just a really cool project that we loved because we loved his race team and his, his, uh, the group of people he worked with Craig and Brad, and it was just awesome, but it didn't move the needle for selling watches. And we've had some people that have 300 followers and they move the needle quite a bit. They sell all kinds of product for us. So I think the key is in your ambassadors find out, What's important to them? Like we talked in the beginning, what's success? What is success for the program with this ambassador? Is it selling a ton so they can make money? Is it being part of a community and having friends and going to cool events? Or what? what is important to them? And then does that align with what's important to you? And can you make that work? And if it works, it's a great partnership. And if it doesn't, then stay friends and go on your way. Oh man, that's there, there's become a theme um, in the last few episodes. Yesterday, I talked with Cole Wilford. He's a, a professional snowmobiler, and he talked just about that. Like, he doesn't have the biggest community in the or biggest following in the snowmobile community, but he has maybe one of the most engaging. Or you know, somebody could correct me on that, but they're very engaging because he cares about who he's his community is, and um, so. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really cool. There's a theme about Michael Jordan with the intro to this, and then uh, you know, talking about the um, the documentary they did, the Last Dance. Like, there's a lot of a lot of Michael Jordan stuff going around yeah. lately yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, and like like I said, I'm still cool. great friends with uh, his race team attorney, who's just a great guy. He, he does great things, and and uh, is a is a good friend, and and it's. And that's what's been fun for me is, look, I, I care about relationships and I've been able to make so many great relationships and great friends. I uh, I went to the do tour. We did the watches for do tour and I went back. Oh, gosh, it has to be eight or nine years ago, maybe even 10 in Orlando. And at the beginning, it might have been 11 years ago. It, it was it was a long time ago when we first started and. And, you know, we, we were on a budget to, to start and we were, so I was there alone. I was staying at the cheapest hotel out by the airport and I would ride the bus into the festival area of do tour. Stay there and do what we needed to. We had the, the championship watches and we were part of a, part of the, um, 
part of the sponsorship package. And we had, we had a great, I mean, people thought we were 10 times bigger than we were. And I was riding a, the bus into, to the, to the celebrations and to give away the watches. And, and they, one time I was up on stage giving away the watches. And as we, as we uh, presented the winner's watches to them, all of a sudden a, the, it was a concert. And so I couldn't get off the stage. So I sat there while Flow Rida, he, did his whole concert so i'm on the side of the stage by myself and i was oh, going to cool. i was trying to leave because i knew that the buses ended at 10 o'clock and i had no way back to my hotel oh. and so i'm i'm trying to get off the stage there was just no way possible and so i was up on the stage the whole concert by myself just hanging out just just you know people are like <laughs> who's this guy but i had an all access like stressing yeah, about I how you i just want to get back to the bus because I'm, I'm by myself. And then, so I went and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to get a taxi. So I got a taxi back to my hotel and the guy driving it, his name was Adam Murray. And, and, uh, and I said, so, you know, we started talking and, and Adam was like, well, I'm an actor and I'm just, uh, I'm a comedian. And I, uh, you know, I just, there's not a ton while I'm, while I'm breaking into it. I am, uh, I'm, I drive taxi and man, we had a 45 minute ride and I, and I thought, well, this guy's super cool. I'm like, well, you know what? I, don't, I have a watch company. Um, I think you're going to make it someday. So I'm going to send you a, a discount code for a watch. And anyway, he ended up getting a watch and, and, uh, and we just stayed in touch. And like I said, this was probably 11 years ago and Adam just emailed me yesterday and is like, Hey, check it out. I'm, I'm on this new TV show and um, they let me wear your watch during the whole episode. And then he just, he emailed me to this morning and he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm uh, I got my third callback for a deal with Michael Keaton and this it, really, really cool deal. Oh, he's man, like, hey, cool. man, I hope I get to work with them. It's with Rosario Dawson and Michael Keaton. And, and anyway, like I became friends with this guy last time I was in Orlando. Um, you know, he, he hit me up and we had breakfast and it's, it's so funny, but from a, from a ride in a taxi to a guy saying he's an actor and I'm getting a ride cause I missed my bus saying I'm, yeah, I own a watch company with neither one of us had any, there, there was no, there was nothing saying either one of us would have success, but he was a genuinely good person. And I, and I liked him and I thought, nah, worst case scenario, I got a new friend in Orlando and now, you know, he's, Every time he has any success, he hits me up or any time, you know, we, I probably email him or he emails me once a month. And that just came from a random, from me being stuck on stage with Flo Rida, missing my bus back to my hotel and, you know, spending my food money that day on a taxi, becoming friends. And a guy that now has, he's been in movies, he's been in TV shows, he's been in commercials and, and he's wearing our product. And he just put out a thing yesterday and he's showing his breakfast in his trailer and he's wearing our Rockwell hoodie. And it's, it's super cool to me. And I don't care if he ever gets super famous or not, but, but he's in, he's a friend. Someone I genuinely care about is a good friend. And that's been the best part of building a community is having real friends and relationships with people that I would never have met otherwise. Oh man, that's, that's a great story, and I appreciate all that. I was going to ask you one last question, but you basically covered it in talking about um, balancing that that act between 
building great relationships and being good friends, but then also asking for the sale. And, and, you know, obviously as a business, you have employees, you have to make sure they're feeding their families and you're paying their paychecks. And there's a balance there. But I think you basically talked about it as, as you build your friendship and as you start out in the beginning, giving out a lot of discount codes, but you ask for stuff in return, at some point, all of that culminates in you creating a profitable business and amazing relationships. Yes, yeah, and I think the key is finding out what's important to people. You'll find ambassadors that they don't want to make money. They have enough money. They want they want to do stuff. You know, we're 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 fortunate that we have a Supercross team, and we we have the hill climb series. We we have our own gym with our own football field, and we have you know there's things that some people would rather be part of the community. They don't need the money. And there's other people that really, they need money. And so we try to find a way that we can both benefit from it. You know, I, I, I like to ask three questions to people. It's like, can we make money? Can we have fun? Can we do some good? If it can't cover all three, I got enough stuff that'll do two of the three or one of the three. But realistically, if we're to the point now that, it's got to be fun, make money and do, do some good. So, and if, and that's, if that's kind of our, that's, that's our three things that are important. And then we find out from an ambassador, Hey, what, what are yours? And some of them is just, man, I want to come to cool events or I want to be part of it, or I want to come work out at the gym, or I want to, I want to have my own signature watch. I, it, there's a, you find out what's important to each other and then you figure out how to make that work and adapt to, to make it work. Thank you for listening. Before I go, if you like what we're talking about on this podcast, I want to invite you to join the Black Label Supplements Brand Ambassador Program. I'm specifically building it with marketing resources and ongoing trainings to help you become successful as a fitness brand ambassador. For more information, go to blacklabelsupplements.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and hit the link that says Brand Ambassador Info. I look forward to getting your application.